Hello, 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 my lovely ladies and non-binary friends and everyone in between. Welcome back to the We're Trying podcast. How are you doing today, everyone? <laughs> That's a really good question. I'm super low energy today. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want. Well, we have a very, very special guest with us today. This is our friend Patrick. Hello. How Hi, are you? Patrick. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me. I'm a virgin. <laughs> Not anymore. Well, yeah, I and mean, it's been a long time since I've been able to say that, but uh, yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a virgin today. You're popping it. I love that for us. <laughs> <laughs> so we invited Patrick on to talk about whatever he wanted, and he wanted to talk about housewives. <laughs> Well, okay. Do either of you know anything about the Real Housewives? Like, have you have I know Aurora, you're nothing, but be you nothing? Like, I know of it because I remember in high school there was a bunch of people that were like obsessed with it, but I never really got into it. Yeah, well. I know that it's like a bunch of like mom drama and like stuff like that. Okay, no. Say okay. Really? Oh no. (laughs) I I got into the Real Housewives, I wanna say. I'm going to put it at like 2013. And so it had already been on like there. I think there at that point in time, it was, there was the Real Housewives of OC, which was the first one. There was New York, Atlanta, Jersey, Beverly Hills, and Miami might've been still on slash could have been canceled at that point. I'm not really sure. And then DC had been on, but it only had one season. So there was like, I think that's all the ones that were on at the time. Um, And I didn't talk to anybody about it because I didn't like, I just like, I want to say it was 2013 because I remember watching RuPaul's Drag Race and it was season six and um, Jocelyn Fox did Teresa from uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey. And I knew the table flipping reference. Like I, I had, I had known that someone on uh, the housewives um, lore saga had at some point flipped the table and screamed. Um, and it was on, me, guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and, on, and on top of that, like I, I'm, I am one of like, I mean, I'm one of the biggest Kathy Griffin fans um, that I know, and. Uh, yeah, like I have, I have uh, both, both, I think two. I have both of her books, um, and yeah, I love her. And it, and when she was doing um, more like you know stamp specials for Bravo, and then I don't know, well, I think she had to move off of Bravo because Bravo stopped um, doing them. But um, she would. There was my favorite thing about her was she would always just like she was my kind of person where she would just, it would be like an hour of just gossiping, which I like, you know me, like, I just want to talk. Like, I just want to talk about nothing. And, and just like, did you hear that so-and-so did this? Like, that's ridiculous. And for her, like these celebrity and adjacent are kind of like her peers 
So it'd be like me being like, uh, B, did you see what Aurora, like Aurora thought it'd be funny to wear um, uh, an overall dress. And uh, <laughs> like, it just, it's, I think it's so funny. And cause it's not harmful. It's just like, bitch, did you see what she was wearing? So um, with these shows, Kathy would kind of like, just like comment on like the nonsense. So this idiot flipping a table. So I knew this kind of stuff. And I said, you know what, let me sit and see what this is about because she talked about it in every single one of her specials for a while like it was constant and I'd be like I'd laugh because it'd be funny like the what she's talking about was just ridiculous like a woman who was a lawyer who represented Bobby Brown and she's pregnant and she's not really sure of the due date and she but she's she's saying that she's gonna have her baby at seven months and that it's no, this baby just grew real, like real quick. And like, it, it is, it's insane. It's so stupid, but it's literally just because she didn't want to admit that she had premarital sex. So she's trying to say, oh no, my baby's going to be fully formed at seven months. And, and that, and then the doctor's like, no, 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 that's, um, it's a, it's, it's nine months, your full term. And then it's like, no, no, that's your theory. No, it's. <laughs> So you have these like ridiculous people on TV and you're just watching them and you're like, I'm obsessed. Um, so I checked, I watched the Real Housewives of New Jersey and I admitted to, I didn't say anything for a minute, but I admitted finally to my boyfriend at the time who will be referred to as Lord Voldemort uh, for the rest of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mentioned it to him and he's like, I can't believe you're watching that. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. Like, why would, come on. That's so stupid. Um, like, that, that's too gay for us. And uh, cut to, he then watched every single episode of every single franchise and then had me basically, like, he would watch me watch it, like, react to me reacting. Like, he wanted to see what I thought of it. So it was like, So then it became our thing and we just watched every episode and I have seen every single episode of every single housewives ever. Um, Except I'm on, like, I'm trying to watch all of the um, international versions now. There's international versions now? Oh, where have you been? Clearly under a rock. (laughs) Um, I was, I just finished watching The Real Housewives of Jersey, not New Jersey, Jersey um and let me tell you there's a Scottish woman on that show oh no (laughs) she she's the villain of the season but I'm obsessed with her I am obsessed with her I hate her but I love her like it's it's I like the whole time I don't know if it's gonna get renewed or not but I love her I forget her name now um it was a minute ago but she's like short blonde hair loved her but yeah no like I, I I just I was always obsessed with just the nonsense that would happen and, and like I said you know it, for a minute it was like my secret shame that I watched The Real Housewives because like I like I said you know like I I'm gay I I, I watch you know Drag Race and for even a minute when it was um you know now everyone watches Drag Race but you know back when I was watching it in high school when it was season one and people are like what the fuck is that so am I allowed to swear on this yeah you're fine yeah of course <laughs> um, oh my god you're fine um People are like, what the hell are you watching? What is that? And I'm like, oh, it's just, you know, and they're like, that's weird. So I, I, 
but I mean, come on, that, that was back in when I was in high school. So that is, you know, 2007, 2008, right. um, 2009. And so you've got these people that the world's changed now. So now it's a, a phenomenon. Everyone loves it. Everyone talks about it. Um, but at that point, no. So I was already like, so then, and then it's like, oh, and he watches all the Real Housewives. <laughs> it's like that TikTok audio. That's like, is it a mango? Little fruity. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, really hope and, that you told. And, and I mean, I didn't come out of the closet until uh, I was dragged out at the end of the 11th grade. But, um, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, the um so i mean i was uh, even with rupaul's drag race i was watching that like in secret i could know mm -hmm. like for the first like two years or so that i was watching it um and so it was just like oh god okay oh how gay are you like yeah like, you're watching all these like now you're watching and you know i i would be at home and i'd be and i would reference it to my family and my family would be like oh my god my mom like what no my stepmom ugh, no so everybody was like against it but i'm obsessed because you know me i thrive off of conflict yeah so <laughs> so i just i wanted i i need to know i need to know um God. the but what i've been come like, what i've been obsessed with lately and i was talking to you a bit about it aurora was the the fan base that kind of surrounds this thing like you know um i don't know if either of you use the platform but reddit um i you do aurora i know that for a fact yeah um but um you know like you'll be in the real housewives subreddits and stuff like that and you'll you'll go through and everybody everybody obviously has an opinion and i try not to like stick um my own i don't necessarily i only ever comment i don't make posts by any means but I try to separate myself from what they're thinking because I find that it gets too much of like a hive mind on that site of, okay. oh, we dislike, like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There is four people on that show. Well, what three now, but it was Lisa Rinna, Kyle Richards, and um, Erica Girardi. We'll get to Erica in a minute. Um, and then Teddy um, <laughs> Mellencamp, Mellencamp's daughter. Um, oh, okay. the, the four of them, um, basically made, uh, and I guess to read a little bit, but them, they, I guess, formed a pack. Like they are like a group basically. And so they ousted Lisa Vanderpump because, uh, they, they all kind of had their own nonsense going on behind the scenes that they're like, we don't want to talk about this. We don't want the show to shine light on this. Like, we don't want to talk about it. And this is, again, all conjecture. This isn't a fact. Any of them came out and admitted to doing this. Um, but the theories are, you know, these people basically made a pact. We're going to, they did this thing called, they did this thing now known as Puppygate with Lisa Vanderpump, where they bullied her off of the show and she had been on the show for nine years at that point bullied her off of the show ousted her because she was the queen bee um got got her out she quit mid-season and then and then next season it was every like there was still you know lawsuits and things going on behind the scenes 
And with this, with these same group of girls, like whether it was um, a bankruptcy issue or fraud or whatever, whatever the uh, allegations can be, it was, okay, well, we don't want the, again, we don't want any of this to kind of come out. So let's all put our our signals and our radar on to Denise Richards. And, oh, we got um, intel from Brandy Glanville that Denise Richards slept with Brandy Glanville out of wedlock and, and she cheated on her husband. And now this whole, this whole season has now become, did Denise Richards sleep with Brandy Glanville? And Denise Richards is like, no, I didn't. Like, please believe me, I didn't do it. Like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, literally try to stop production. Like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, I didn't do this. And the women are like, no, bitch, you did it. You're lying. Oh, my God. Ousted her from the show. Got her out. And it was, and it was, it's just like, this season, now what people are really upset about is because, allegedly, I don't know this, I mean, it's out in the, it's out in the news, but Erica, who I was a huge fan of, like when she, her debut season, I was like, she, she, she there's a, there's a gif going around or going around. There's been a gif forever of her. Basically she's super fabulous. She gets dressed up a lot. She spends tons of money on her clothing. She um, performs music. Her, she has a stage name, Erica Jane. Um, and there's literally a gif of her going, I'm going to give the gays everything they want. And she did. She did. She was uber fabulous. She was loved. She like had a, a trough of gays always around her who were like ripped and beautiful and oiled up half the time. It, she was, she was like, she brought back the, the, the luxury porn that we all like, that was like the hook originally for the housewives. The housewives was just rich women. And whether it was, you know, Atlanta with like their giant homes or whether it was like Orange County where it was just like the right wing conservative rich white ladies and their family. Like, it, that was the draw was that it was rich women and that didn't really do anything. How, how then did they get a show about them? Like if they don't do much, like. Well, it was originally, it's a parody. Drama. Well, no, it's, it's I, I kind of, it's a real life parody of the Desperate Housewives. Oh, okay. okay. So, because the the Desperate Housewives, it was like, what? It was like five women who didn't do anything and they all just had drama and then all of a sudden they're killing people. So it was like, well, let's show what that really is. And it it was just like a phenomenon. It was like, oh my God, these women do nothing and they just fight. Yeah, okay. Reminds me of Dance Moms. Oh, absolutely. Like it gives me Dance Moms vibes. It's just, and you put five people I think it's not just women you put five people in a room and film them long enough and they're gonna they're gonna people are gonna clash people are gonna start taking sides people are gonna argue um you can do that with anything like you can literally take Aurora the nine people that are in our class don't we don't have to name anybody take the nine people that were in our class in, in college and you can sit there and think to yourself okay where are the lines the alliances were, were like where the yeah. divides were who liked who who talked about who behind whose back everything okay. um and it's it's literally everybody does it and so the fact is when you know it happens at work it happens um at school it happens in fa- like it, hap- it happens in family like my an example my mom will talk to me about my sister and be like do not tell your sister I told you that and then I'll tell my sister guess what mom said like it's just <laughs> like it happens like it's just everybody talks about everybody and the fact that people sit here and say no we don't talk about you 
it, you're lying. You mm -hmm. all talk about each other and it's what you do. You can all like, and we all, and we even, we all have that, um, that confessional, you know, when in reality shows, they'll cut to like the talking head of the person just like giving their, it's all like, it's just them venting and it's all them just, it's their inside monologue that they're having during this moment of their life. And it, mm -hmm. so when people get pissed off, well, you said in your confessional this, it's like, well, yeah, bitch is what I fucking thought. Like, <laughs> like I didn't say it to your face because I'm polite. Like, <laughs> It's so funny. I like. I don't watch a lot of reality shows, but it's funny hearing you say like, like we all. I always associate reality shows with like trashy TV, you know. Yeah. Jersey, hearing, Shore. Jersey Shore. But hearing I love Jersey now, Shore. Like, <laughs> no, like there's actually like a reality basis for it. It's like I've never thought about it that way. Like it actually is something that like like with the house, but like this this is something yeah that we all experience, and they're just putting it. They're with putting that, on TV. Yeah, and, I'm and they're editorializing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah, and like the Jersey Shore, like my that was actually that's the one reality show that my mom and I like. She loved it. She every Thursday we would sit and we'd watch it. Mike bashing his head against a cement wall, like that was everything <laughs> in Italy. Come on, that's Italy. perfect. That's the what Italy it, what season so good. It's all I love about the Italy season. reality show. The, shows are just about moments like we can sit here to the cow like, we can sit here to the cows come home and say oh no it's all real it's all whatever they editorialize it to make it look whatever but i mean there is that production aspect to it where they like i don't know for a fact but you know it might be like hey we didn't get that can like it was really good we really loved it or like you'll hear the audio of it and not the scene um because they didn't get a clean picture of it you'll get um maybe can you say that again uh, can you just quickly that was can you say that again um they you know they film for hours too um and it's with everything you know i was listening to i listened to uh, uh the race chasers podcast with willem in alaska for drag race and they're doing they're doing season six right now and they're talking about the snatch game and how um with that you know it's just three them sitting there for three hours trying to be funny with no audience laughing at them and sometimes rupaul laughs at what they say most times he doesn't and so it's just like torture so you know but you know we see three minutes, four minutes of those three hours and they make it a lot more interesting or a lot more horrible than it really kind of is. And, but it all happened and they all put it on the screen. Like, it's not like it was all scripted by any means. And that's what, with the housewives, it's the same thing. You know, that dinner might be three hours long and you might never see them eat a piece of lettuce while at that dinner but uh, they sat there for three hours screaming at each other and now they all want to go home. <laughs> like, um, and, but then they cut it down to say a five minute scene and it's like, oh my God, all you people do at dinner is fight. When in reality it was that they ate and they were having a good time, but that four minute fight was the most important thing that happened at dinner. Yeah. So that's what you see. Does... <laughs> How much does like, cause you know, I, I always hear like reality shows get a, a bad rep simply just because of how much of it is staged and edited. How much do you think that like actually affects the stories that we watch in these shows? Cause like, obviously, yeah, they only use parts of these things, but like, 
how much of this do you think like they just tweak in editing to make it seem so much more abrasive and um well like i said like they say what they say mm-hmm. you know it, it's not like a producer saying hey karen said this about you giselle um now we need you to go tell her that she's an ugly cow like that's not what happens you know it's it's the sentiments there you know karen's fighting with giselle because karen's mad at giselle giselle did something to karen to make karen mad um it's always karen (laughs) (laughs) always karen 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 from potomac is uh is the the grand dame so we (laughs) she's perfection um uh i i think most of everything like most i i I subscribe to the idea that most of it's real. I would say at least 85 to 90% of the whole entire thing, it's real. Um, these are real people having real emotions and real uh, moments captured on a 45 minute program. So mm-hmm. yes, I mean, Andy Cohen says they don't editorialize. They editorialize, they make it you know, they it, it, it they don't they they definitely make it look maybe crazier than it really is. You know, um, maybe some of the women might hold on to a grudge because it gives them a storyline. Um, uh, Tamara Judge notoriously was uh, a huge drama starter, potster on the Real Housewives of OC. She came in in season three. And she changed the game because originally season one, two, and I even made, I don't know if New York had started yet at that point. I think they did. Um, it had just been luxury porn and just rich women being rich. Mm-hmm. Tamara Judge came in in season three and flipped the script. And it was, she showed just a side of crazy and it worked for her. It changed the whole game for everybody. So now everybody just wanted drama. Everybody wanted that shit talking shit stir everything and then so she notoriously over the years i want to say her last like two or three maybe four seasons it kind of came it kind of came to the surface and it was more obvious that she was orchestrating her storylines that she was or she wasn't necessarily in the middle of it but it but she was the one going hey vicky um bronwyn said that your hair is crunchy and disgusting and she hates you and you smell bad and then i did nothing i wasn't a part of this and then now vicky and bronwyn are screaming screaming at each other uh, for the rest of the season and so and so she started the storyline she got the drama going on the show to to, to make an interesting season. Now, Braun, this isn't a real storyline, but so, but then Bronwyn could then at that point hold on to the fact that, you know, uh, Tamara said this, and now she's, and Tamara might say, okay, I'm sorry, but Bronwyn's gonna hold on to that as a storyline uh, so that she can come back maybe four episodes later and be like, no, bitch, you said this, this, and this about me. And she said, well, I already apologized. Well, it wasn't good enough. My feelings are still hurt. So now it's we can prolong the story. Right. So that's where I kind of go into like, okay, maybe it's a little bit hokey pokey Hobby Lobby. But aside from that, I would say for the most part, everything that happens is legitimate. Um, but with like what I was saying about the, the Beverly Hills girls with, with now in the real world with Erica, um, she, her husband allegedly 
um, allegedly is um has been you know siphoning money from because he's a lawyer like siphoning about this. yeah siphon it's like a legitimate news like good morning america thing he the big thing is he stole money from the victims of the um vietnamese plane crash right and it can't and but apparently he's been doing this for a while and he's been taking money from the um the cases that he's won and he's taking money like their reparation money for himself and you know erica who i said was like fabulous diva love you queen whatever for like however many seasons i liked her for she notorious is like you know it costs i don't know this is just a number i'm throwing out like she said something like oh it's like twenty five thousand dollars a week let's say to be erica jane and wear these clothing um and look the way that I look and live my lifestyle. And then it's like, okay, well now I'm sitting here tallying up all the times you said that and being like, was that your real money or was that the orphan's money? Um, oh. But ah. <laughs> <laughs> was that your money or the orphan's money? Oh right. God. And when it's her issue, and yeah, we're talking about it because um, it's a, an issue that everybody in the world knows about it's in the news like she's leaving her husband over it because she didn't know which i don't believe i personally don't believe that um but i um, know something yeah like um, uh she we have to talk about it on the show because we all know about it it's news you know it's not just like under the rug push on the rug but the women who you know attack Vanderpump and then attacked Denise Richards for sleeping, allegedly sleeping with a woman, um, you know, are all backing her, being like, oh no, we have to um, rally behind her. This is a hard time for her. This is, but it's like, okay, so why is it a double standard then that, okay, now she's going through what I think is a lot worse than allegedly sleeping with a woman and um, uh, putting a, a puppy up for adoption why are we attacking like why why what makes like what is the what why are the lines being drawn in specific ways um and you know like we see in the scenes um one of the women asking her questions about it and and erica flipping the fuck out on her and screaming at her about it's like because she's like okay like i i just don't i don't see how you didn't know or whatever and now she's flipping out um and it's just it's icky because it brings to the mind of you know this isn't the first time that something like this has happened on one of these shows you know um Teresa you know notoriously went to jail because um from from New Jersey because she her husband was I it was fraud or embezzlement off the top of my head I can't like forget the exact charges but it was basically he was here wife signed these papers and she said okay and signed and then she had to go to jail because she signed the papers mm-hmm. um and like she was spent a year he got deported then we have um Karen from Potomac her her husband uh, they owed millions to the bank and they owed this and they owed that and it's it's like okay so when does it become we're just using money we don't have to make a lifestyle that we don't actually have so that we can be on a television show um when does that become like you know a problem um are we putting horrible people on tv for just our pleasure because you know we have a woman 
Right now, Jen Shaw from uh, The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which had one of the, I think, the best first seasons ever of A Real Housewives. It just premiered. I think you guys should both watch it. It's amazing. Um, download Hey You, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was, I wouldn't say the villain of necessarily the season, but she was definitely the most like draw, like the drama all followed her. Like she was the loud one. She would get super drunk and scream. And so it hey. followed her a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, she was arrested during filming because there was a warrant out for her arrest by the, the police. And now they're in, they're looking into like a fraud case where she, her company that is like uh, a fraudulent company would take the information of um, their like clients that they've bamboozled into being clients. They would then sell their information to like, I guess, other scams or other like you know like those phishing like people that call you being like hey you're arrested give me your information um and then you okay you're scared you give them the information and now they have your money um now it's not proven again this is all alleged crap but she's now being tried for that and like tried for fraud we've got erica like her and her husband are being looked at for this um for this issue with the with the stealing of the money and you know when does it become we're just watching horrendous people be horrendous on tv and a a television company is profiting off of that because i think a lot of people maybe are tuning into real housewives of beverly hills this season because they want to see how it turns out with Erica. They want that insider look. But are we now profiting off of them being horrible? Because if you think about it, she shouldn't be there. Like, yeah, I want to know because I'm invested. But, you know, in maybe the ethical way, she shouldn't be on the show and she should be cut the same thing with jen okay is jen gonna be cut from the show Teresa, they literally stopped filming the show while she went to jail so she would still like so she wouldn't miss a season because they knew that she was like the hook for the show so they didn't even film without her when she was away uh, uh to jail so it's like okay is that gonna happen with salt lake city is that gonna happen like with um with beverly hills are they gonna are we or is, is uh, erica jane gonna get a special about her time in prison is Jen going to get a special about her time in prison. Like, why does it happen? Like, I, I, I know why I want to watch it, but it's just, it's, it's a, a battle that you have, right. Of It's, it's, uh, it's, like it's, icky. it's icky. It's icky. Yeah. Yeah. So how did they even pick these people in the first place though? Did they like look at like all like the rich people in the area and go, these people seem like they could, bring the most interesting stories or well a lot of the time is um they find one that they're like oh like you're really interesting like um I think the way that I think the way that Beverly Hills started actually and I I might be I don't know this for a fact I think I'm just going from memory um I think the way that it started was we had Kyle Richards and um she was I think she was the one who was approached for it and she they were looking to do a uh I think maybe a reality show, a la like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, um, where it would follow her, her sister Kim, and her sister Kathy Hilton, who was Paris Hilton's mom. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it was going to try to follow around them. Well, I don't think Kathy wanted to do it. So then it was, okay, well, now we have Kim and Kyle. And then it was, oh, well, I have a friend, Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, I have a friend, Camille Grammer. Oh, I have a friend, Taylor Armstrong. Oh, I have a friend, Adrian Maloof. Um, and then it was The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, with OC, it was, oh, we're, we're looking to do um, the, the take on Desperate Housewives. Let's look. They literally found like a cult, basically a gated community cul-de-sac of all these women who lived there. And just, you were gonna say cult, and I was no. like, "We're talking about cults again." <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> However, <clears throat> fun fact: uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Mary Cosby, definitely a cult leader. Oh, <laughs> definitely a cult leader. Uh, so you'll have true you, crime you, 3.0 next week. You will Hi, absolutely Tiger. have to watch the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I guarantee you, you will not yes. regret it. You will not regret it. It is now on my list. <laughs> I think it's clear to see. I love the housewives. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like it's insane. See, it's so interesting hearing somebody who actually genuinely enjoys it because so much of like the people online are like, oh, this is garbage. Don't yeah. waste your time with this. And I've always been like, well, then why is it on? If people think it's garbage, why is it on? Yeah. And now it's starting to make sense. Like there is this sense of enjoyment in seeing the drama of other people because we we as people feed off that. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, for me, for me, I, I like it as like an escape. Um, right. it's just sometimes it's just mindless nonsense because there is a lot of just funny shit that happens on this show, like. Portia Williams on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, she was like, you know, we have this is something we have to do 265 days of the year. Jeez. And you're just like, and you and you you hear it and you're just like, what? Hold on. <laughs> and then it cuts to Nini being like, 265 days? That is funny. Like, <laughs> like, like you're just cackling. You're just like, oh my God. And then um this girl, and like I give Portia Williams props because she has grown as an individual. Like she has become, I very much, like she's so much more mature than she was in her inaugural few seasons. Um, her uh, her grandfather was a civil rights um, activist, like very close to Martin Luther King, like the whole thing. Like he, he was everything. And she, they go to um, their, uh, a church that has like, this was somewhere that the underground railroad passed under. And she is standing there talking to like base, like the guy who runs the place, like who knows everything about it. She goes, well, um, like where did, like, where did the train go through? Um, like where were like, because it was on a track and like there was lights and like, blah, blah, blah. and, and they're like, there was, and they had to sit her down basically. Like, there was not a train the underground underground railroad wasn't a train like it was and and it's it was so funny because you're yeah. seeing like again like we're like you're seeing somebody learn in real time and and you're just like and you're seeing kind of like the the cogs turn and then it clicks and you're like oh got it uh, 
it's and like now and now she's like like a huge 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 um frontline activist for the black lives matter movement she like and so like she like it, she's come so far so i love portia um i i mean i love i love all of them like there's literally i can sit like even when i sit here and say oh erica is horrible we shouldn't watch her because of she's done this allegedly mm-hmm. um but you know i for the past four seasons or not four seasons the last big thing that she was a part of was Pantygate, and where one of the husbands saw up her dress and she wasn't wearing panties and that was the whole the, like it was like a, a long season arc of her not wearing panties one time oh, um God. and that was i think i want to say the last big thing that she was like actually a part of other than that she was more of just like a side story character you know she she went off and did chicago like she just wasn't she oh just, she's the one who did chicago yeah she was doing oh. chicago during like when it closed for uh, covid that was her oh great yeah um and uh, everyone's like get her off the show she's so boring she doesn't add anything she doesn't whatever and then it's like okay so they would they say they cut her at the end of last season saying you're not really giving it and then because oh you didn't have like a prominent crazy big storyline this year and now and morals aside now we miss out on seeing the inside look of this huge thing that's happening in the world now had they cut her um so i always like i love i can sit and watch and even hate watch every person that's on these shows there's not one person i'm like oh my god get this human off of my tv um because i can i can see the value in that person and even though i might not agree with their outlook on life or maybe their, um, you know, their, their morals. Um, I can appreciate the world seeing them, or I can appreciate the world seeing that people like them exist because when there's one, there's a hundred, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a, a woman who, you know, her 23 and me said that she was like, I don't know, 2% black and on the re she's a white woman on the reunion being like i'm black and you're like no you're not (laughs) (laughs) oh boy (laughs) so we see this person be like okay like and like yeah you cringe as the viewer watching it but it's also kind of a good thing that you know we see that these kind of people are out there and like no i'm not promoting racism but it's good to, you know, see it firsthand and be like, yeah, don't fucking do that. That's horrible. It almost like helps to broaden the world view of people. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, like I said, like when there's one, there's a hundred of them. Yeah. If, there, if there's one lady who sees 2% black in her 23 and me and says, I'm now a black woman, um, there's probably more than, than oh, her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, no, because um my my uh my my friend I'll call my friend uh we watch the we watch the real housewives like that's our like we love it we just it's we set we we break out we break away from the hectic day-to-day whatever especially during COVID when there's nothing to do sometimes too right Mm -hmm. um we would escape um I had he had never seen Dallas and we and we watched all of Dallas with it, with him and um, and I got I got it hooked on Potomac and um, 
he has a very different perspective on um, the show as much as I do. Like, cause you know, he's a person of color and he just recently they've been, and fucking thank God they started, you know, we've always had these mono, um, not monochromatic. Monochromatic means like all one color, right? Yes. All yes. one, co- like a color, like everybody's white or everybody's black kind of thing. Aside from like, I think like the first five seasons of Atlanta, there was one white girl. She left and it's been all um, black women since. Potomac has always been all black women. Um, but recently, um, last year, they added Garcelle uh, Bouvet to the Beverly Hills. She was the mom in, uh, uh, she was the mom of the, uh, in um, Spider-Man. She was uh, his girlfriend's mom, the the guy who was trying to kill him, his wife. <laughs> okay. I saw this movie okay. one time. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what you're talking about, but yes. She was also in Coming to America. Um, oh, okay. She's uh, she's awesome. She's like she's a legitimate actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was added to the cast of Beverly Hills last year. Uh, she is a woman of color. A we were we added um, this year. We added Crystal Minkoff who is um, of Asian descent and she is uh, married married to the director of uh, Lion King, uh, Rob, Robert Minkoff. Oh. That's her husband. I think I know um, who you're talking about. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, then in Dallas, we got Tiffany, who I love, Justice for Tiffany um she is perfection she's also asian i loved her um and then we got ebony williams this year for new york now i have loved everything that they've been delivering my friend who i watched the show with has not he said like he's he's, you know as a person of color you know i hate and i agree with him on this but like i can relate on a different way and i'll get to that in a second he goes you know these women, they come on the show and they're a person of color and their storyline is them being a person of color. And it'd be the same thing as like me going on, me wanting to read a book that has a gay character in it, that their storyline is not, hi, I'm homosexual. Right. I like, there's more, they also just can have a life going on. Um, and so far, and I, and I, and when he explained to me, I, I was like, oh, I can totally see what you're talking about. Um, because he's, he's like, it's not their job to educate everybody else, all these white women on how to talk to a black person or how to talk to an Asian woman. Or, you know, in New York with Ebony, we've got three women. One's already past 60. I think the other two are pushing 60. And especially cancel culture we have like literally they talked they one of them literally said i don't want to get canceled on the show you can literally see them all walking on eggshells around her because they don't want to say something and get canceled by the public and while i'm like yeah neither would i like i saw what happened to ellen like i i saw what happened to leah michelle like i you know i don't and I'm not saying any like that these things that happen to these people who say things aren't true, but you know, like I don't want to be, uh, say I become famous and I get now canceled because I didn't sit with you at lunch or, you know, a Ramona, per, like a white person working for her, she kept getting her name wrong. And she said, oh, sometimes like, I just get my help wrong. And she said it in front of Ebony. 
And so then we had to have a whole conversation about the help comment and what that, why is that a triggering word for her? And blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, and then we had to have a conversation about education and why, uh, when, because she was, because Ebony was getting riled up. Luann said the words, you're an angry woman. And then it was, then we had to have a conversation about why the word angry is now triggering to her and blah, blah, blah. And while, yes, it's wonderful that I'm being, I am being educated, you are being educated and these women are being educated. It's not Ebony's job to educate the masses of how to speak to a black woman. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I, and I was like, you know what? No, that's, I, that's, he's saying, you know, I don't even like her because I don't, I don't know who she is. All I know is that this woman is on my TV telling me how to talk to black people. And, not, and I don't, I don't want to know that. I don't care because I'm a regular human being that knows how to talk to a black person. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to see this woman struggle with women who are pushing 60 and one 30 year old social justice warrior who will who will cancel you for no reason um explain to these women what what the black experience is because you know it's not her job to do that just as it's not tiffany or um crystal job to tell me and make me understand the Asian experience. It's not their job. Mm-hmm. I want to learn about Crystal's life. I want, yeah, and and that is a huge part of it as well, but it's not her storyline. Yeah. And I'm interested in her storyline and what she's bringing to the show. The, because it is, it is a sense of escape for me. A lot of, a lot of the show has been even saddening for me because it's been so much COVID talk. So while, right. so while I am trying to escape the real world, and yes, it's reality TV, while I'm trying to escape the real world, now I'm watching COVID on TV now because we've gotten to that point where, you know, now we're starting with last year and how COVID has affected these people. Mm-hmm. And and while I I appreciate the rea- the realness of, of everything and the fact that, you know, like these are conversations that people of color have to have all the time with people. And that's really unfortunate. And here we are, three white people having this conversation. But, you know, it's it's just sad that when we introduce these people onto our TV, that becomes their storyline. Because yeah. on The Real Housewives of Atlanta and The Real Housewives of Potomac, that's none of their storylines. Yes, it's a huge facet of their lives, but it's not their whole storyline. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I just find it's like a disservice to these women who have to go, who are, which is wonderful where we're, we are actually blending um, everything on, like in with, within um, the work, within these uh, franchises mm-hmm. and we are making it more diverse. However, you know, it, you know, these people exist and this, these people go shopping. These people have friends who are white. You know, I'm sure Kyle Richards, Garcelle was not the first black woman she ever spoke to. You know, I, why, like, I'm like, you know, her best friend is Faye Resnick. And, and, and like, why, why do we have to sit down Kyle now and have a conversation about race? While it's wonderful and while it's um, important, and especially if Garcelle is coming from a place of like, hey, what you said affected me, and here's why it affected me. Let me open up your eyes of why what you said was not great, um, and why and how it negatively affects Black people as a whole. 
wonderful. Let's have that conversation. Now the storyline doesn't have to be Garcelle's mad at Kyle because Kyle's a racist because Kyle said one thing one time three years ago about something. And that doesn't have to be Garcelle's whole storyline is that Mm -hmm. she's mad at Kyle because of some race related issue when that's not what it was that wasn't what what we were talking about uh, and even with garcelle like yeah it was a flippant not a flippant comment it was um it literally was an isolated moment of this is what you said this is how it made me feel kyle receives it oh my goodness i didn't even think of it that way but we're gonna move on we're gonna continue to be we're gonna continue to work on our relationship together Wonderful. That's great. That was like one, that was the only situation thus far in these, um, I guess, is it, seg- not segre- is it segregation when they were blending? Integration. 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 Mm-hmm. Segregation was then when they were separate. When they were yeah. separate. Um, so what, now that they've integrated people of color onto these shows, that's the only case that it has not become the person of color's whole entire storyline. Jeez. That's the only time it hasn't happened thus far. Do you think maybe that's something that like the show is trying to push? They're like, we need to make Oh, I absolutely this. do, especially yeah. with you know Black Lives Matter um mm-hmm. and with you know the shooting of um with with the with the Asian um people. Uh, oh that was I that was not said very well. And I think that it really is um they're trying to like show their story and their Absolutely. you know their struggle, their fight, their everything, which a hundred percent like let's let's do that. But it doesn't need to be Tiffany like Tiffany from Dallas, it, Tiffany Moon from Dallas is a um renowned um, anesthesiologist she's a genius she graduated college I think at 16 years old like she's so smart she is so talented her entire storyline was about her culture the fight she had on those show one girl Brandy she had made a I will not do it but she has smaller um, almond shaped eyes and she had would always she had uh, the joke had been made to her throughout her whole life that like her her father must have been asian i don't because i don't think she knows who her father is so she made a video of her doing this with her eyes and talking in an asian accent that surfaced and she got dragged through the mud she went to rehab everything she was like i have to like work on myself and whatever 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 you do you boo um then we introduced this year we introduced tiffany now, Brandy's storyline for the season was, I'm uncomfortable around Tiffany. I can't be myself around Tiffany because I'm afraid I'm going to say something that's going to offend Tiffany. And I'm not saying that I was, oh, that's what I saw. That was literally her storyline. Like that's what she said in her confessionals. That was fights or the conversations she had with Tiffany of I can't be myself around you because you're Asian and I feel like I'm gonna say something to offend you. Um, we went to like in the third, first or second episode, we went to dim sum. She wanted to have everybody experience her culture and her food, and she ordered chicken feet, which is a which I've had chicken feet. I don't love chicken feet, but I've, I braved it and I ate it. She's, uh, she ordered it. She was like, everybody's going to have one. Every, I want everyone to try one. This is, this is a Chinese delicacy, but we're going to, we're going to have it. And the, uh, the one girl, Cameron, who 
she was like, no, I don't, I don't want this. Fed it to the dog under her um, when Tiffany wasn't looking. Then said basically that it was offensive that she brought her there and expected her to eat this food and like, and you're forcing me to do something I don't want to do. And you're, you, you brought me there knowing I wouldn't have wanted to eat that to make me look racist. And then we continue to fight basically while, uh, well, I just think chicken feet are disgusting. Like, uh, I didn't think people who eat chicken feet are gross. Like, that's ridiculous. Why would you ever eat chicken feet? Like, I'd rather eat dog food than eat chicken feet. And Tiffany says something along the lines of like, well, that's like, that's very offensive because that is like a staple. Like, that's a food that people in China eat. Like, everybody in China eats chicken feet. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out, you know, you're being racist to your own country, your own nationality, your own culture, because you're stereotyping all of Asian people saying that they all eat chicken feet and and it's like oh my god the reverse racism is real over Jesus. here with you people and it's just ridiculous it's ridiculous so her whole this woman who is a renowned anesthesiologist her whole entire storyline was about her race the entirety of her storyline was about her race and do you think that's the show's fault or the people on the show well, for that one, I definitely think it was their their own internal racism within the group because um, what happened the season before Leanne Locken uh, was ousted because she, uh, they introduced Carrie Brittingham, who is, I believe, from Mexico. And the whole, like, her and Leanne did not get along. And the whole entire season, uh, uh, Leanne would get upset and go into this like rages. She would never say it to her, but she would, you know, be venting. And she said something, she said chirpy, she called her chirpy Mexican. Um, she called, she said, she said, oh, I thought you were all big Mexican and strong. Um, she, and she, she kept making all these like racial comments about, about her being Mexican. And she, it was addressed in the finale. She, you know, I apologize for what I said. I, yes, I did say that, whatever. And then she was cut from the show for being racist, which I understand. Mm-hmm. And so I think this year with them introducing Tiffany, who is a woman of, of another race, Brandy had just been uh, attacked online about this Asian video. So my thing is, okay, was Tiffany brought on to you know, uh, send the little, the prickly feeling up Brandy's back, you know, now we're going to introduce an Asian person that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it sucks. I, I think that, you know, they're in, I, you know, I, I think it's a long time coming, especially from New York, because it's like, uh, New York is, is supposedly supposed to be like a melting pot of different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that we've literally only had a bunch of white women, and then an, I think an Asian a half Asian, half Jewish woman. Um, and that's it on that show. And now we finally have a woman of color or a black woman of color. And um, and she's now, but I, I, I really do think that has more to do with Black Lives Matter and trying to be like, yes, we're inclusive more mm-hmm. so than just hiring somebody of color. Right. I think with, with Garcelle on Beverly Hills, I, I don't necessarily know if it was a power play, but 
because she was introduced before the Black Lives Matter movement. But um, I mean, I'm happy she's there no matter what, but I love Garcelle. I think she's shady as hell and I love her. And the, the, the white women of Beverly Hills weren't prepared for her. Um, and then with, and with Tiffany and uh, Tiffany, I think it was a play by um, Bravo with, in regards to Brandy and the racism comments from the season before. And then with Tiffany, or not Tiffany, with uh, uh, Crystal from Beverly Hills this season, I think that had to do with the shootings, like more like Asian awareness with that. But again, again, I don't know. Like it's like I I didn't talk to I didn't talk to Andy and ask. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do not have connections to the no, of the no. show. Actually, next I can't week, just he's your guest next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be answering all these questions next week. Yeah. <laughs> In our confessional. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I think that uh, for the, I feel like for the most part, they have good intentions. Yeah. I, I think that most things start with good intentions and then the producers and, who, and executive producers and so on and so forth they see something something catches their eye and then they focus on it they hone mm-hmm. in on it and they produce a storyline from it mm-hmm. so while everything starts with a good intention then it bec- then it becomes okay we'll get more um views from this we'll make more money from this we'll get more promos from this um you know ha- all the trips I and mean, they the women uh plan but re- really it's all f- that's that is something that's fake. The trips are fake. The trips and like the hotels and like where they go for dinner, that's fake. That is heavily, cause you know, like you can't just walk in with a, with a filming crew to yeah. McDonald's and sit down. Like yeah. that has to be discussed. Yes, we can film here, whatever, right? Absolutely. Um, people have to sign consent to be on camera, everything. Like, so a lot of the times it'll be, hello, Olive Garden. We will show your logo um, that they're at the Olive Garden and mm-hmm. will, you can say your specials on, the, uh, your waiter can say the specials and our women will eat in your Olive Garden restaurant for uh, three hours and you'll be on, and it'll get TV, you'll get promotion. Uh, See, that's really interesting to me now that I'm like doing social media marketing and like the the conversations like showing when they go to places and do stuff now i know that sometimes brands are going to contact the producers and be like hey get the girls to come here and fight in our store and then people will come to the store because that'll happen with influencers all the time they'll be like oh you're gonna be in this area at this time traveling well come to our location take some photos and put them on your instagram and we're gonna pay you like a thousand dollars yeah, no, absolutely. Like all the um, the trips and stuff, it literally is. It's it it gets it gets um, shown as a woman being like, mm, "I'm stressed. I think we need a girls' trip, and let's like, go to Gre- let's go to Greece." And what oh in reality it was, the producers went, "Okay, okay, where can we go? Where can we go? Where can we go? Okay, I can get us uh, this villa in Greece." for a week and I can get us these six um, experiences to show on, on the thing. We're gonna fly them up 
in a crane to have a meal in the air, that's going to be on TV. And that they're going to pay for it. They're whatever. And then it's we need a girls' trip, and they go to Greece. Yeah. So we see the we see that, but behind the scenes, it's just the producers being like, "Where can we get them to go?" Um, because it works out for the brands because the brands can then the women if they like it, they'll go back. Then they'll um, they'll post on their social media, "I'm in Greece." Like, and so and these women are getting the things. You know, um, the Kardashians, they're. Um, their store, obviously their stores, they're the Kardashians, so their stores are going to sell no matter what. Same with Drake, the, uh, the October, October's very own stores, you know, they sell because mm-hmm. it's Drake, not because it's amazing clothing by any means. Yeah. So with Dash, you know, that store is shown almost weekly on that show. It's shown on that. It's shown on Chloe and Kim Take New York. It's shown on Chloe and Courtney Take uh Miami it's shown on Chloe and Lamar so it's getting it's getting screen time and then it's oh I'm in Calabasas I don't know why I'm in Calabasas but I'm in Calabasas I'm gonna go to Dash and mm-hmm. check it out and now I've bought something because I bought something from Kim Kardashian and Chloe and Courtney's store um right. and now and I can say that um I'm staying at the same hotel that Giselle and Karen had a giant fight in the lobby <laughs> like right. it's and I can say that I'm there I can take a picture of myself there so it's a it's a huge marketing thing for the brands it's a huge marketing thing for these women they get they get free shit left and right god I wish I was a real housewife like <laughs> seriously someone give me something for free I will talk about it right <laughs> right long story short this is just like a long game to get Patrick free stuff oh uh, absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> We are out of time. So is there, is there anything you want to say to end? Uh, you know, you stole my goddamn house. Uh, and, uh, um, I don't know. Um, coming. I love coming. Coming so good. Uh, also, uh, you can, uh, if you, if you want, you can follow me at I, I Patrick with two K's. Um, and I, I, I post once every three months. Sometimes it's a picture of me. Sometimes it's a picture of my nephews. Uh, you can also follow, uh, at new works productions on Instagram. So, and yes. you'll see, you'll see Aurora, uh, once, once or twice on there teaching me about, um, theater history. Uh, yes. we are, and we, we do murder mysteries. I, we're doing one last one. We're doing a third one called, uh, Hollywood scandal and it is about um I haven't received the script I do know who I'm playing uh I am playing a talent agent which I'm excited for I uh, it's about a, a group of uh people in Hollywood horrendous people in Hollywood somebody dies and they're and they go to a will reading so oh, good. um it, it I haven't seen the script I haven't read the script I know nothing about it I am so excited it's supposed to be starting in July, which love um, a nice. We love a summer murder we, spree. We do, yes, we do. Um, other, other than that, um, I'm working on an EP. It's not out yet, but I have, I have uh, me and my trio. We are working on um, music. That's so, so exciting. Uh, if you want to follow iPatrick, you can follow it for that. But I uh, and, and and then I'll you'll hear me sing some songs. 
Yeah, get Patrick uh, lots of followers and then Patrick yes. can start getting free stuff from brands. Yes, exactly. yes, yes, exactly. yes, yes. So it's working. So something we like to do also every week is say what what we're going to try this week. Um, so what, do, Patrick, what do you think we should try this week, me and Aurora? You should try Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes. Okay, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and try flipping a table, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 figure that out. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. This has been very interesting. It's been a very interesting opportunity yeah. to see the other side of reality TV and the housewives because it's something that we know nothing about. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I just did a lot of talking at you about uh, the housewives. And that uh, was wonderful. It was beautiful. <laughs> I loved every moment of it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. It was yes. a pleasure. Yeah, a free TED Talk. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a free one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that was wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Anytime. It's always lovely to see you. Um, <laughs> I have actually not like had a, a conversation with you, Patrick, since uh, March 13th of 2020, when you said, I'll see you guys in a week. Um, and we were like, Patrick, it's March break. We'll see you in two weeks. And you were like, I'll see you in a week. And then we never saw each other again. Yes. Oh, yeah. that, an in-person, yes, in-person conversation. Yes. We, yes. We've spoken on Zoom. I got drunk. On you. Zoom a couple times, but we've never like had a full, like seen each other in person. I have not seen Patrick in person since then. Yes. I Neither did. Aurora. I will see you in one week. Yes. Yeah. And we were <laughs> all like, Patrick, no, you won't. No, it's you won't. Well, it has only been a week. So yeah. 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 <laughs> Whenever you see anybody, just be like, so told you I'd see you in a week. I told you I'd see you in a week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say which week. Uh, yeah. Just all week. I'll see you again. <laughs>